So most of the guests, uh, I'm sure we'll go through some guests in a bit, but a few of them I did pitch to and they said yeah, a few have said no, and a few have not responded. That's just the way it goes. But it's hard to really answer how or why it's grown for someone to reach out to me to come on. I don't know what the answer is to that. And I think perhaps, you know, what's quite maybe unique about your podcast and the way that, you know, you interact with your guests is that there isn't a set topic, there isn't a set outcome. So I wonder if that kind of takes the pressure off of the people that, that join you. You know, there's no, there's no agenda, really wanted to say a huge congratulations for making it to 100 episodes like I actually think that's a really really cool and really big achievement um I know that you've kind of started you know from scratch with this you've done it all on your own you've done it just well done like congratulations welcome to the winging it travel podcast with me James Hammond where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome to the 100th episode of the Winging It Travel Podcast. My name is Rachel. I am a guest host for this very special episode, and I'm joined on the sofa by the one and only James Hammond, the um, owner (laughs) of the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that works owner of the podcast um travel guru content creator instagram influencer <laughs> and uh my very good friend um so welcome to your podcast james um and welcome to being on the other side of it and being a guest hello rachel thanks for having me on appreciate it <laughs> you're welcome um so first of all I just wanted to say a huge congratulations for making it to 100 episodes like I actually think that's a really really cool and really big achievement um I know that you've kind of started you know from scratch with this you've done it all on your own you've done it alongside having a full-time job and you know your own travels um, so I think it's a really big achievement to have made it to 100 episodes. And I know that you've got some really kind of cool stats that sit alongside that, like the amount of people that have listened, the amount of countries that have listened, and also um, the amount of people that have joined you on the podcast, which I think will be kind of our focus today. But yeah, just well done. Like, congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a bit of a journey. Yeah, it's interesting because technically it's actually like 100 35 episodes but we're concentrating on the guest episodes today because they're the main bulk of the podcast right I do like little 10 50 minute ones on a Friday which I'm mm. not sure all my listeners listen to but I know there's a crowd out there who like short form so I kind of cater to them but yeah this is the the main bulk of the podcast which is guests like yourself that come on and 
tell us some stories and their travels. It's been a cool experience. I've learned a lot, actually, to be fair. Yeah. So I, I kind of thought like, yeah, we'll we'll get into talking about some of the like individual episodes and, you know, different guests that you've had on and, and some, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. But I wondered um, to start with, if you could kind of give a bit of a background, because when you started, it was people like me who, you know, you'd met traveling people, you know, your friends that came on and spoke to you either about trips that you'd been on together or experiences that you both had. And over the last kind of year, it's really evolved to becoming, you know, people that you've not met, people that might be like, you know, somebody who's an expert in this type of travel or somebody Mm. who's an expert in, you know, a certain city or somebody who, you know, people that but you wouldn't have met necessarily in real life. And I thought it would be kind of cool to hear the background of how you managed to grow the podcast to have those sorts of guests rather than just having your friends on. Yeah, that's an interesting point, actually, because I'll be honest here, most of the people who I've not met and are either podcasters and or, uh, I guess, experts or professionals in the travel field, there's been very few of them that actually I reached out to, if I'm honest. There's There's a few that I pitched, but a lot of them have actually contacted me to come on, which is great because that means that somehow, somewhere, they've agreed mm. with someone that, oh, yeah, that'd be a good idea to go on that podcast and talk about that. So most of the guests, uh, I'm sure we'll go through some guests in, in a bit, but a few of them I did pitch to and they said, yeah, a few have said no, and a few have not responded. That's just the way it goes. But it's hard to really answer how or why it's grown for someone to reach out to me to come on. I don't know what the answer is to that. Is that because they've seen me on a list somewhere? Is it because someone's mentioned my podcast? Do they listen to the podcast regularly anyway? Um, is it contacts who've maybe been on as a guest and they've said to them, oh, it's a good podcast to go on? I don't really know how it's come to that. It doesn't matter, but sometimes it's good to know where your guests are coming from. And I said, mostly I try to mix it up between those guests and then people that I do kind of know, because there is a different vibe to mm. a random person, to someone like yourself. I think that maybe comes across interview I'm not sure it's not a good or bad thing I'm just saying there's a different vibe to it yeah do you agree to everyone who approaches you no come on the podcast you don't no not interesting what's your kind of I suppose you just want people that you know have traveled or are traveling what's your criteria yeah you do get some random ones um you get a lot of people who are maybe a bit more businessy so maybe Mm. let's say they do travel with their business not really my scene i don't think business travel is my audience for sure um, so i don't really say yes to that unless it's a, a business related into travel i don't know for example uh, someone reached out the other day and they like do this website specialize on hotels so kind of in travel they reach out to people who maybe is a bit bored of the generic Hilton Hotel that they find in every city, but maybe go for more unique hotel experiences. So that has a travel audience. Yeah. And I think there's an audience to my podcast that would have that. I will say no to people who are just like reaching out just to get on the podcast. If I feel like it's not genuine travel there or interest in mm-hmm. travel, I won't say yeah. And I've said no to a few of them. I also don't do much like family travel. It's normally a no. It's probably an yeah. area that I would probably investigate in the future. But right now, that's a bit of a no. So it's like that, you know, backpacker vibe, gap year students, yeah. even people who've done it 10 years before and want to talk about that, that's fine as well. Like, so I do say no to some people. So you say it's quite 
quite different, obviously, from, you know, interviewing me or your friends or mm. whatever. So what preparation goes into interviewing someone that you don't know? Like, yeah. is that a different process to, you know, having me on your podcast, which, you know, we just Zoom, we have a bit <gasps> of a chat beforehand, then we might press record at some yeah. point. <laughs> I'm assuming that you you put a bit more prep into you know interviewing guests. Yeah, well, I've had a bit of a a few comments about my prep, which has been extensive. So I do, uh, depending on their area of expertise, I do go into if they're podcasts, for example, I listen to their podcast. If they are um, something travel writing, I'll read some of their articles. So I do kind of have a three subject attack. First one is normally, I'm keen to see early life, how did you get into travel and how did it manifest into trips? And you sort of do lots of the backpacking trips early doors. So I go to that first, they get the understanding behind the person. Then it'd be normally be about their travel sort of lessons learned, going into travel business or what they do now. And if it's about the podcast, obviously we'll, we'll talk about the podcast at the end as well. So a lot of prep and I do ask a lot of questions. I make sure there's more questions there to cover the whole hour, hour and a half than not enough. And then we're struggling for a subject. So make sure I do have enough. And some people, some guests have said, yeah, I've had, I've had extensive notes that they've not seen too much before. And some guests mm. read, make notes on the Google drive. Some don't make any. So it's a mixed bag with that as well. So sometimes I know what the answer is going to be. Sometimes I have no idea. Um, and I don't mind either way. Yeah, I was going to ask actually what's kind of easier for you, knowing the answer or having something a bit doesn't of a surprise. Matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I do try to put a bit of effort in because you don't want to be stuck when it's clear that you've not finished the episode but you've not got nothing to say. I haven't been in that situation. I've been in situations where I read the vibe and they maybe talked for long enough and I need to like maybe get a move on and wrap it up, but never like been short of topics so it's been quite good. Um, so I've been having a look at your back catalogue of episodes. So I've had a look back at your uh, your podcast archive. Um, and I've also been having a listen and reading the blurbs. I hope I get top marks for uh, preparation. <laughs> for interviewing you. I don't think I'm quite as extensive as you are with your guests, but okay. I've... I've done something. Yeah, um, yeah. It looks to me that the first kind of guest, um, you know, that wasn't a friend that you had on was way back in July of 2021, episode 22, Travelling with Connor Kelly. Um, and Connor is, of course, from the Comeback podcast. Any insights that you'd like to give from that interview or, you know, kind of any... Anything that you learn, you know, being your first guest and your first time kind of interviewing a non-friend, how did that all go? And how do you feel about that episode now? Yeah, episode uh, 22. And he's also come on twice to episode 53. Um, Connor was actually a really good start into the non-friend interviews because we had some stuff in common, both like football. Uh, he's currently in Southeast Asia, still teaching and living there. Um, so the the mutual subject was how does it feel to like live in Vietnam and Saigon and teaching and we talked about that aspect because that does have a good value for my audience because a lot of them probably want to go and teach abroad or at least go to Vietnam mm. so we kind of bonded really quickly on football and travel 
and he was generally interested about what I've done in Southeast Asia. So there was a bit of a two-way part of the podcast where I was getting questions. And I yeah. think that doesn't happen all the time. That's very key. Like, you know, a lot of guests, and rightly so, they'll just sit there and um, answer the, the questions that I fire at them. And occasionally I get some back, which is quite nice to change it up. So Connor was a really nice, easy one to settle into. And what I learned from Connor is uh, if anyone's checked his comeback podcast out, he is one of the most consistently like relentless podcast producers and the amount of episodes he's released has been insane like he has roughly been doing it at the same time as me maybe just a bit longer but he's got like i want to say like two thousand episodes out or something crazy oh. like that like he just relentlessly interviews releases interviews releases so it's good to hear how he's got on with that in terms of podcasting mm. but also get to know him and his life in vietnam and episode 53 that he's on is one of the most popular podcast episodes on my podcast because we do go deep dive into how you get started into teaching abroad and uh, teaching in Vietnam, which you can teach anywhere, but that's where his experience is. And for some reason, I'm not saying it's like better or worse than the, any other podcast episode, but that one seems to get quite a bit of traction. So episode 53 is like maybe number, I think, two or three out of any guest episode I've ever had. I think you're up there. Emma Thompson's up there and he is there very quickly with Bambi, my friend. So I think you four are sort of at the top of the um, guest episodes. So yeah, that's a good, good achievement. And do you think part of that is kind of the practicalities behind that episode? So, you know, I think, you know, thinking back on when I was looking at going traveling, like, you know, it's great when you kind of look on, online and you look on Instagram and you look at the pictures, but sometimes there is this like gap between, you know, a gap in knowledge and like, you know, you want to go, but you're not necessarily sure how to get there. And so an episode like that, like really bridges that gap and giving people, you know, like this tangible this is what you do. This is how you do it. This is what the outcome will be. This is, you know, how you can stay there. This is how you get this visa, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that's kind of part of that real appeal? Yeah, especially for the second one we've done, the episode 53. I think you're totally right. That has probably got more practical, real life advice about how you do get started going to mm. Southeast Asia to teach as a teacher teaching English. And I think that's a little bit different to a lot of my episodes because we just, we just deep dive into travel stories, right? Yeah, but there's more of a real life, almost a career attached to it, but in somewhere different. So people get a lot of information from that episode. And then kind of thinking about all of the guests that you've had on. Yeah. What's the one episode where, you know, like you have just really, really clicked with someone, you yeah. know, those kind of episodes where you you're sort of laughing and you keep pressing pause on the recording. Have you had any of those? <laughs> where you know you're just giggling away at each other with with people that you've met through podcasting so not my friends not your friends mm -hmm. okay there's been a couple I'll give you a few examples and why episode 79 traveling with Michael Jurgens. never met this guy I'll be honest here he didn't contact me until about two minutes before the podcast episode and I was like wasn't sure he's was gonna turn up um <laughs> But I actually had COVID at the time and I wasn't feeling great. And he understood that I just wasn't in top form. So he said, yep, let's postpone it for a week. Uh, very busy guy. Anyway, we got on a call a week later. I think it lasted about three and a half hours, <laughs> which is by far the longest wow. conversation we've had. Obviously, that's not all on record. It's about two hours and a half. 
but that's a long podcast yeah because we did go into tangents and stuff where that couldn't really be on record sounds a bit um secretive but there's some stuff that just couldn't go on in terms of the information that he has about certain things so sounds a bit bit vague that but it sounds like you know CIA agent who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he Jason Bourne <laughs> He, he was like, uh, yeah, offline. And then as soon as he said that, I was like, okay, so this is not getting added in, um, like yeah. added to the story that we're talking about. So there's a lot of that, but we got on really well and we just chat for ages and he gave me his LinkedIn details. And if I want to go to Bhutan, let him know there's, there's certain things that he could help me out with and just a really good chat. And he even said at the end of the conversation, he says, I do a lot of podcast episodes, mainly business and mm-hmm. his like. I don't know if he's a PA or his marketing guy he reached out to me and said, oh, he'd be a good person to come on and talk about Bhutan. And he set up their first ever wine company there and they're growing grapes and all this sort of stuff. A wine angle with travel, but this guy has traveled a lot and it just, just clicked, like really got, got on really well. And he said at the end that that's one of the best episodes he's done because it's just actually a bit more fun, not as serious on the business mm. side of things. So that was a, a one that kind of springs to mind in terms of, I, I was pretty buzzing after that episode. Yeah, that was a good one. And I think perhaps, you know, what's quite maybe unique about your podcast and the way that, you know, you interact with your guests is that there isn't there isn't a set topic. There isn't a set outcome. Yeah. You know, like for instance, he might, you know, on other podcasts have to talk about the wine company or, he, you know, someone might yeah. have to talk about hotels on their website. Whereas on this podcast, you can literally talk about, you know, the time that you took a bus or, you know, the time that you spoke to a horse in the wrong language. And, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that story. <laughs> but yeah, like, so I wonder if that kind of takes the pressure off yeah. of the people that, that join you. You know, there's no, there's no agenda really to the podcast. And I tell you what is also a good sign, especially if they're podcaster too. A lot of people are podcasters, whatever business they're in, is when they say, "Oh, can I have the audio for that?" Because I want to release it on my podcast. I think when they say mm. that, they've obviously enjoyed it and they want to release it on their audience, which helps me, but also means they value that conversation. So I had one of those again this week. I recorded for Monday episodes. Actually, um, it's going to come out. We have to rearrange, but it's coming out on Monday. And he asked, can I have the audio recording? Because I want to release it on my podcast. The episode I'm talking about is the one before this episode gets released. Uh, episode 99, that was the one that he asked if I can have the audio recording. So I gave him the access to that. That is a guy called Mikel Thorup. And he runs the business called Expat Money, which also has a podcast attached to it. And it's about helping people kind of move internationally by getting passports, taxes, legal stuff very unique um business that he has but again like you said i think he does a lot of those speaking arrangements about his business but the fact that we talked about he's been to 110 countries so the fact we talked about some of the countries that he's traveled to and he's recording some of the memories i think that for him made it a really fun podcast episode and yeah he asked for the audio because he said he really enjoyed it it's been super fun and he's talked about stuff on there that he's not talked about before so there you go. You can't ask for more than that. So hopefully by the time this episode comes out, people will have listened <laughs> yeah. to that episode. Yeah. And that leads quite nicely onto my next question, actually. Um, who do you think your most well-travelled guest has been? 
Oh, in terms of the number of countries travelled? Yeah, I think so. Or do you think there's another kind of way of, of measuring that? Oh, that is, a, that is a great question. I do think that if you're going by number, mm. if you want to measure by just how many countries have you travelled to, this Mikel guy for episode 99, 110, I don't think That's I've had anyone... Pretty. That's yeah. a pretty outstanding number, isn't it? Yeah. Emma Thompson says she doesn't know, but she thinks she's around 100 to 110. So she's in that ballpark too. And she's a travel writer and, yeah, avid traveller. So those two springs to mind in terms of a a number perspective. But if, you look, if you're talking about the most travelled in terms of, I've heard stories like, wow, what the hell happened there? Then you, you can't look past... Um, Johnny Bilby, who came on, who runs the travel tour company, uh, Wild Frontiers Travel Tour Company. Have you heard of them, Wild Frontiers? No, um, I haven't actually. The more high end um, in terms of the... That'd be why I've not heard of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he sort of went on a 10-year journey of grief because he was travelling with his partner at the time in the late 80s who died when they're travelling in India. Um, mm -hmm. So that happened unexpectedly. You know, he said he got they're gonna get married spend you know this whole new life together so she died and then he went on this 10-year sort of grieving period of travel going to like afghanistan pakistan india africa the silk road trying to work out how to get over it essentially which kind of led him to the next phase developing wild frontiers but that journey of 10 years that we talked about about he'd done three books i think he'd done a documentary in those 10 years with Discovery Channel, and it was before smartphones and all social media. So it was all like he said there and then, and then he wrote about it and came back with stories and mm. some of the stuff he was doing, like horsebacking through Silk Road with a random person to do this documentary with. Just in terms of the type of travel, I think he's probably the most well-traveled I've had. So Johnny Bilby is definitely a guy that I would any given day have a chat with. It's episode 65. He was just such a nice guy and I think there's just so much to unpack there with his travels that I could have spent all day with him but um yeah, yeah I got an hour and a half out of him so that was a, a decent episode I think. Have you interviewed anyone on your podcast that you've then gone on to meet in real life or do you have any like plans to meet any of your interviewees your guests in real life? Okay so the answer to the question is the first part, have I met anyone who I've interviewed is no, cause I haven't really been traveling since I've done the podcast. I've been to a few trips, right? Mm. Yeah. The answer to that is no, but is there plans to meet with people when I go travel, you know, in a few weeks? Oh yeah. hundred mm. percent. Like, especially the U S portion I had a lot of American podcasters or travelers that come onto the podcast are there on my list. And I think the first person that I might be able to meet in terms of time in UK, there's a possibility going to meet James Court from the Court Case podcast. He came on with a sweet tea, who's his other half, and she's a flight attendant. So they came on as a couple. Um, that's UK based. So going home, might be able to go and see them. But on the road, I think the first person might be Angela Santos. So as we speak today, episode 98's guest, I'm mm. going to go to Lebanon she is going somewhere I can't announce because she wants to keep it quiet for now. But there's a there's <laughs> one day in Beirut that we can cross over. So that might be the first person potentially that I can meet. And that'll be on the 27th of March. Oh, so pretty soon. 
yeah, that I've met on the podcast and that I've not seen before in real life. I think she's the first person that springs to mind. But caveat to that is I've got a podcast lined up in Paris in person who's going to be a guest on my podcast because we're going to meet in person for a coffee and talk about Paris. Mm -hmm. So they technically might be the first one traveling, but they've not been a guest yet and it's not happened yet. So yeah, yeah, so that's possibly going to happen before that. Okay, so my next next question. Um, And I think that you're probably going to find this one really hard. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I think it's fine to answer with more than one person potentially yeah but out of everyone you've had on who have you found the most inspiring God. inspiring bloody hell that is <laughs> that is tough because i put in pretty much every show notes be inspired and i'm inspired a lot who's inspired me the most okay maybe let's break it down yeah like, okay so the first part yeah like where have you been most inspired to go by a guest on your podcast like has someone come on and spoke about somewhere that's made you go right that I need to go there now yeah that's that's Bhutan as a country and I had a tour company who tours Bhutan from Singapore called Drug Asia they partnered mm. with Drug Air which is the rural airline of Bhutan two guys come on from that company who wrote a book about Bhutan and that's all about Bhutan. And that inspired me like, wow, I need to go. And then I had some people come on to talk about it after that. So Emma Thompson's one. She mm. works lyrical about Bhutan. And also that Michael Jurgens guy who's building a vineyard there or several. They're the three episodes where I was like, I need to go to Bhutan. And is it booked? Are you going to go? Oh, because it's bloody expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you have to book the tour. <laughs> you can't avoid it. Yeah, I know. It. I, yeah. I know. I, yeah. Okay. So since you can't go... At the moment, okay. To Bhutan, yeah. Is there anywhere else that you know is high on the list based on the conversations you've had? You know, your your trip to to Greece was that inspired by your conversation with Peter Peter Fines? Yes, Peter Fines. So a great guy. He had his publisher. I don't think he he had his publisher do this, but the publisher of his new book, uh, which was released late last year reached out to me early on in the year and said, hey, look, we love your podcast. Do you want this book before release to do an interview with Peter, like read it, interview Peter, and then obviously talk about Greece. And then obviously it'll probably be out in time when it's actually released. I said, yeah, yeah, fine. They sent their book over to me in Canada. So it's from UK Mm -hmm. to Canada, received this book. One of the first books I got for free in terms of reading for an interview. Loved the book. Let's talk about modern and mythical Greece. So I've got a bit of history about Greece. I don't know much about mythical Greece learned about all the places that Peter went to on his sort of like trip there to do the book, which is kind of like towards the end of COVID times. And that swayed my decision in December to choose Greece over Mexico of a place to go and visit. So yeah, Mm. that's probably the one place in terms of that been to or was going to go to for sure. That was an episode that inspired me. So Peter finds inspired me and I emailed him when I said oh I'm thinking about going to Greece he was really enthusiastic about it gave me some more tips and he said I can't wait to hear about it yeah that's the one episode that inspired Greece who have you found really inspiring as a person you know it could be you know that like their work ethic to get you know like we were talking about you know getting all of those podcast episodes out 
or is it someone like maybe I'm putting words in your mouth now but episode 91 oh yeah you know traveling to 97 countries on on a Bangladeshi passport yeah that's a pretty inspiring story yeah so I was going to mention Malia because I didn't realize until that episode and this has been part of my journey this year I think you've told me off a few times with some of my comments on social media about making it so blase about how easy it is to travel and you're like James it's not that simple I'm like oh yeah maybe not so that's been my journey this year where um, again she Malia reached out to me to come on the podcast which is very nice of her and traveling to 97 countries on a Bangladesh passport, you don't realize like how difficult that is. And some mm. of the stories that she was telling me is that crossover between are we laughing or are we crying at this? Because some of it's comical, some of it's really sad. Uh, the problems that she's had at the border and she's actually now reached 100 countries. She, she just completed it um, a few weeks ago. But yeah, that was a pretty inspiring story. And I just learned a lot in the episode about what it is like to not travel as a white male who speaks English and is kind of at the top of the tree, really. So that was kind of inspiring to hear about and learn about quite a character. We we got on really well on that one. Like we just said that it felt like two mates catching up at the end of it. That was how good that one went. I think it was only an hour and 10, hour and 15 minutes, but we could have chatted for hours. Mm. Yeah, that was a super episode. This is another really difficult <laughs> and potentially mean This question. is fun. Yeah, go on. <laughs> What do you think your favourite guest episode has been? <laughs> oh, what are the favourites? I knew you were going to ask it, but I'm not going to shy away from the questions. So I will answer it. Favourite episode and I guess naming a friend is a bit of a cop out, isn't it? Yeah, it can't be a friend. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we'll stick to kind of, you know, in the true spirit of, of having guests. And by favourite we don't mean, you know, who's your favourite person. Yeah. I suppose your favourite episode where you came away from it and you went, wow, nailed that. I will have to give a shout out, I think. It's so comfortable, isn't it, like picking favourites. But I will say Emma Thompson, I think, has been one of my favourite episodes. And there's no shock or surprising stat that she, I think, is number two in the most downloaded of all time since the beginning mm. she was only interviewed last year so she's done really well with that in terms of the stats but i just come away from that thinking like this person for a living gets paid to write articles to go on these trips as a job for like 20 years all around the world over 100 countries doing the most amazing trips i just thought that was totally inspiring i was like i need to get on that thing mm. that she's doing now, I can't write, so it doesn't help, but there must be other ways in terms of business or podcasts to do that. And I come away thinking that was a great episode. And I thought I need to sort some stuff out with the podcast, mm. with traveling. She really inspired me to maybe look at how I can do it going forward after like this quitting job travel phase where I want to try and maintain that lifestyle. So super inspiring. And I nearly had a heart attack moment when Zoom cut out. Oh God! Imagine Zoom right now, right? And it just quits. That happened after an hour and I was almost sick. Holy fuck, like what has gone there? Luckily started Zoom back up and it backed up. So I had the audio file there. So that was an absolute relief. Um, That's that proper heart in mouth. Yeah, drop in the the stomach. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So we got through that. We had a laugh about that. And then, yeah, just a really fun, easy episode to do. And Emma speaks really well, actually. What's underrated is how well people speak. I'm not saying there's better people in podcasts than others, but 
someone who's probably done it regularly or it's just in that sort of media space tend to speak quite well um mm. another classic one of that. Writer, yeah you know. yeah so she was great at kind of projecting a point about her favorite travels and what she was you know doing like next in terms of writing so yeah that was an mm. episode that people should get stuck into do you ever find like you know with with your guests that some people like you say they're kind of it's quite easy to talk to them and kind of draw them out and you know or or they kind of just run with the question and you know they're really good at speaking about these things and do you find that other people perhaps need a bit more encouragement or coaxing yeah across the board so yeah. obviously not going to name any names because it's not fair but there's been guests that just know when and how to answer a question and stop, wait for the next question or the next comment. There's been some people who have been quite nervous and maybe not as confident on the mic. And so it's been a bit of a encouragement, which is absolutely fine. These are all fine, by the way, I'm just saying these are different types of interviews again. Different styles, yeah. yeah. And there's people who can just talk forever and maybe don't take much of a break where you kind of have to intervene sometimes or get another question in about something they said that you want to ask more about. So I think they're the three different types and I think they're all got their own special ways and I don't favor one or the other, just that different types of scenarios when you're interviewing, you kind of learn how to deal with those type of different interview techniques. And now I'm going to really put you on the spot. Oh yeah. Which one am I? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've been basing the most of these answers on my non friend podcast episodes because <laughs> um, talking with friends it, it, I said to you before is a different vibe isn't it and um, we haven't really yeah. gone there yet with, with friend episodes but you're obviously not the middle one you're not a nervous or encouragement one um <laughs> how rude <laughs> the knowing when to stop and when the story comes to a natural end you then be quiet for the next bit so I think that's that's good thank you how do you think like you have grown as as a host and as an interviewer over the last 99 episodes yeah that's a good question and I analyze this all the time so I edit a lot of my po all my podcasts FYI and I do take that time a bit seriously so I don't miss one unless I'm really struggling with time which could happen when I'm traveling I have learned that I've got better at some things and worse at others over time and I can't believe that really I say so a lot and that really pisses me off <laughs> Really? And there's another popular one that I do, especially on the solo episodes. I'm like, oh, stop, just stop speaking. Don't speak. Pausing is something I've learned to be something that you should do. There's nothing wrong with a pause. You'd rather be a pause than be like, um, so yeah. And nah, there's no value in those three or four words. Right. Mm. Um, so I've learned to kind of speak more eloquently, if you like, but also I've learned to let the person speak and not butt in or say, Ah, yeah, yeah. Because when I'm editing, right, and let's say you speak for a minute, there's like me going, yeah, like 10 times. Don't need to do it. Just let him speak. Um, so I kind of try to limit that to a minimum. But obviously it still happens because you want to feel like you're sort of like getting what they're saying. Oh, yeah, right. So I, I try to limit those sort of reactions when someone's speaking. I can be pretty bad, especially in the early days of wrapping up. I can talk for hours. So I've learned that some people just can't do that and I, I can read people's body language a bit better now in terms of like I feel like they're flagging a little bit or they just want to get to maybe towards the end and I start 
maybe going through the notes, skipping some questions and trying to get to the end. So that's why I put the most, what I would consider the most important subject first to get that talked about. And then, you know, if things need to wrap up then I'll wrap up. So yeah, I kind of learned those sort of techniques. I've also learned what I don't like about podcasting, which is editing. Don't like it. And I don't like podcasting even, which we're doing right now. It's absolutely fine because we're mates and it's fine. But if I was interviewing someone new who I didn't know, that'd be a morning podcast because I do better in the morning with no breakfast and a bit of a coffee on the go. It seems to be better for me. I kind of learned that weirdly. Is that kind of just, you know, bringing, bringing that energy, you know, kind of being focused and... Focused, yeah. Work better in the morning, whether that's like real job or this... Yeah, afternoon I do take a bit of a lull. That's actually one of the reasons I'd like to not have a full-time job. Realistically, full-time job, I'm doing all my podcast stuff in the evening. That's when I work the worst. What you're kind of doing is like you're putting all your, you know, your best and most valuable time, you know, into your day, pay the bills, day job. And then the work that you care the most about is getting the worst part of your time just because that's how nine to five works. Yeah. A lot of the guest interviews are not my mates. Oh, no, they would be as well because of the time difference. No, most of the guest interviews in terms of friends or people that are based in Europe are on the weekend. And that's fine because I can do them in the morning, their evening. But a majority of my guests have also been in the evening because they've been based in the US. And I just seem to th- feel like I don't do my best. Uh, obviously, I try my best, but I just feel like sometimes the morning episodes seem to be better for me, just the way I feel. Um, but yeah, like you say, if I'm going to do editing, I don't like it. Well, I definitely don't, don't want to do that in the evening. I want to do it in the morning. So I'm going to have to kind of switch things up, go traveling and dedicate early morning to some podcast work whilst traveling and see how it goes. Do you have like a routine prior to interviewing someone? Coffee, get coffee on the go. Yeah, no routines. Coffee on the go, get set up, get on Zoom. Yeah. No routine. And you've not done any interviews in person yet? I've done a few, yeah. And is it kind of, uh, you know, what's the difference, do you think, between doing them over and doing them in person? Yeah, I don't have the right um, tools, maybe, the right type of mics to do in person. You know, in person, I don't know if you watch any podcast episodes, if people go right on now to YouTube and watch a podcast episode, they've got a big table, one mic each, probably headphones on, mm-hmm. and it they both feed into like an interface, which is like a box. And that goes into your laptop or your computer. The reason for that is that the feedback is controlled into the box. So you can then have different audio files of different people. So you'll be on one line, I'll be on the other line. You can edit, change the volume, etc. But with USB mics, which I've got, well, if I put a USB mic in between us, it's going to pick both of us up. If I put a USB mic in front of both of us, each one's going to pick the other one up. It doesn't work that well so I can't actually get the proper sound but the problem with that is if I'm going to travel I'm not, I'm not going to carry like two podcasts up three podcast arms an interface there's no chance it's going to happen so I'm going to have to make do with my setup and I think that's going to be a learning curve traveling about when I interview in person like how is that going to sound the best way to do it because I've not really done it really I've done it a few times but they've been friends who've done it with so yeah that's going to be a learning curve in February March who would you like to have on? Famous people, you mean? Yeah, let's do like, you know, like that dinner party game. Yeah. What five people would you like to have on your travel podcast? I would like to have Joss Stone. Okay. Do you know why? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm not going to lie. That was quite left field. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. 
<laughs> what do you think I'm thinking there? I've got honestly, I've got no idea. <laughs> Why would you like Jill Stone on your podcast? Because she's a musician, which is like my first sort of thing, but she's also traveled to every country in the world. Has she? Yeah. She made it a thing to oh, do that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Who else would you like? Leveson Wood. Okay. Do you know him? No. Oh, he does like a lot of BBC travel documentaries in different parts of the world, written loads of books. Um, Ah, okay. Leverwood, yep. Simon Reeve would be another one. Okay. And who's Simon? Simon Reeve. You don't know Simon Reeve? Again, another BBC travel documentary maker. Okay. Number four, (laughs) who would you like? (laughs) They're the easy three. Number four, probably someone like Don Parrish. He is arguably regarded as the most travel person ever. He's been to every country, every region, I think, in the world. Wow. yeah, I think he's top of one of the extreme travel community lists. So I think he would be pretty cool. I've actually reached out to him, but I didn't get an email back because I want to hear from someone who's been to every country in the world. I just want to know what, what that feels like. So I guess I've got one more left, haven't I? Yeah, one more. It's quite male heavy at the moment, your list as well. Just it saying. is. Is that allowed to be or not? Yeah, it's your list. Okay. I'm, I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> I started with women though, didn't I? That, that left field choice. I've got music in my mind. I want to know someone who travels in music. So let's, like, travels the world, playing in front of stadiums across the whole world. Like, who would that be? Like a band like Muse. They travel the world extensively. And they're one of my favourite bands. Again, it's male heavy, but they travel quite a bit in terms of random countries they play. And I'm like, oh. My question to them is, like, do you also go and see the culture there? Or do you just turn up, go in a hotel, play the gig, and then go home? Like, do you spend Mm. two or three days? You know, like, Mick. Jagger, well, he still does, I think, when they tour, he makes sure he goes and has one day, like, in the local community, someone, like, does music, he kind of gets out there a little bit to go and see the local area, and, like, oh, do they do that? Because they do, like, worldwide tours. So someone like that, pretty cool. I think someone, you know, it would be pretty cool to speak to, like, uh, someone who works on the production side of those big, big tours as well, you know, like, how do they ship the stuff over? What makes the cut? What doesn't make the cut? Yeah. You know, just the, maybe this is quite a boring thing that I think is really interesting, but the logistics yeah. of taking someone like the Rolling Stones around the world. Yeah, yeah. Would be pretty interesting. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, the Rolling Stones would be great. They've been everywhere, right? Where haven't they been? Um, yeah. That, that gig in China that they've done as well. Like, love to know what that was like. Also, they would be pretty interesting because of the, you know, they've been touring for so many years. Mm. They would probably be able to talk to the difference, you know, in those countries. Yeah. You know, how things have changed over the last however many years or, you know, what's stayed the same, what's new, what's different. Mm. That'd be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, let's know all that sort of stuff. Bit niche and geeky for music, but I would be interested. I've been into all that. Um, I wouldn't care mm. geeking out for an episode on on that sort of stuff. I was going to say a footballer, but I think that's a bit lame. I think they just turn and play the match and go home. I don't think they actually get out there as such. Someone like Ed Sheeran, actually, he took a year off to go travelling. Did he? And yeah, I think in between albums or whatever he was doing, and he made a point just to go on the road and go backpacking. So I'd like, like to know how that was for him, especially being loaded. So did he stick to like the, the cheap way places or did he live it up? Like, I'd love to know his technique for travelling. Yeah. How old was he when he did it? Do you know? How old is he now? It's about the same age as me, right? Us? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what, late 20s? Have you done that? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'd like to talk to him about that. That'd be pretty cool. 
Okay, so we've spoken about, you know, your guests that have kind of, you know, your most inspiring guests. Who's been your most extreme guest? Yeah, the most extreme travel guy, and I'm due to do a third episode with him, is Frank Paradis. So he is episode 75, and I saw a video on an extreme travel group on Facebook where he was in BBC Urdu in Pakistan. And there's a documentary for 10 minutes about him because he hitchhiked in Afghanistan when the Taliban took back control. And I was like, this is just insane. I need to know more. So I reached out to him on Facebook Messenger and he said, yeah, I'll come on and talk about it. It took a couple of weeks to get set up because he was in Pakistan at that point, hitchhiking there too. So then it was an episode and it, this this was a tough one because I wasn't sure whether to do it or not because we all know what's going on at the minute with the, with the Taliban. It's got even worse since we've even done that episode with what they're doing. But I was like, is it responsible to go and talk to a guy who actually hitchhiked there? And when you listen to the episode, he had no problems. Like the Taliban helped him out, made sure he had somewhere to stay, to check travel documents, he was totally safe. And that probably wasn't the right message, but I thought I'm going to have to do something like that, regardless of if it's right or wrong. And, just, and then if I get a bit of stick for it, it's fine. I'll take it. So that was the most extreme travel episode because he talked about his time for I think it's 12 weeks, he done 10, 12 weeks hitchhiking in Afghanistan when the Taliban were there. Crazy stories. Yeah. And do you think that's like the only time that you've really with with any of your guests had that conflict about whether or not it's the right thing to do or the right thing to talk about and promote or have you had that in other episodes as well no that's i think it's the only one i've had a few stories many from my friends episodes where i was like oh yeah that can't go in so i've taken <laughs> them out <laughs> um but in terms of an episode and yeah guests that i've not met before yeah that was the only episode i can think where i was a bit conflicted controversial i think i'll give you an example very quickly dave seminara who came onto the podcast i think he is episode 80 odd um, you can search for him, Dave Seminara. He wrote a book called Mad Travellers, which I read and I loved. And I reached out to him to interview and he said, yeah. And that whole book was him spending six, seven years with extreme travel communities. So people like Frank, who goes to these weird and unsafe places because they just you know feel they have to go there and tick it off, basically. And he is episode 82. Even he said when he saw my title of that podcast episode, Travelling with Frank Paradis, hitchhike in Afghanistan he said oh that piqued my interest I'm like oh but surely like you have spent loads of time with extreme travelers before and he said yeah I have and that piqued my interest so I'm like oh wow so that must have been a real like, unique out there episode and Dave Seminara who wrote a book about extreme travelers and who spent six seven years in that community felt compelled to listen to the episode so I guess that means something who has been your your most well-known guest yeah my answer to that is Juliana Dever. Do you know who she is? No. <laughs> and even if I did, you should tell us because it's a podcast. Yeah, so she's, she is in the TV series called Castle. I don't know if you've seen Castle. No. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> so what happened was <laughs> we were talking and I had this like innocent, just it's just someone who, she reached out to me, so another one who reached out to say, hey, look, can I come on your podcast and talk about 
she's got a travel blog that she's been awarded for. She's got a travel company now and she does lots of traveling now. I said, yeah, yeah, come on. That sounds great. And she said, so she came on to talk about traveling. And then I got on to like, you know, innocently. So what, yeah, where did it all start? Like what were you doing previously to the blog? And then she said, oh yeah, I'm in a TV show called Castle. And I was like, she goes, do you know it? And I was like, nah, not really. But then when I started telling people that I know here and other people like, do you know the TV show Castle? They're like, yeah, James, it's got like eight seasons. Like, it's, it's huge in America. I was like, oh fuck, I've interviewed someone that's actually been on like, she's, she's an actress, she's known. And uh, her husband is one of the main guys in it. <laughs> like real life <laughs> husband is one of the main guys in it. And she was a co co-star in that. So I think she is a well-known person just based on social media, what she gets up to, like she's liked a lot, commented a lot on all of her stuff. So I think she's pretty well-known. I would have guessed I've had. And so that's like kind of a time when your research has failed. Quite... <laughs> yeah. You, I bet you researched everything to do with all the travel she's yeah, done. Yeah. But you failed to realise she's famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I know. Uh, but she was super yeah. fine with it. Yeah, have you watched no. the show? No. You won't have time now, will you? You're no. off soon. I have a rule Maybe. that I don't yeah. watch TV shows that have got longer than two seasons. That's a rule. Don't do it. Oh. Is that controversial? No, I don't think it is, actually. Like, I can see why you do that. Because some just go on and on, on, and, on, on. and It's a bit silly. Wrap it up. But I keep thinking of ones where they've got three series and they're just perfect and they you're never going to see them because they don't... Or maybe you might stretch to three, but that really is the limit. Yeah, I'd get that. I've broken it once, actually. One one TV show broke that rule. I think they done five series, uh, seasons. Mm. One was a bit shit, so they could have done four, but those four were brilliant, so it does break my rule. And that was The Wire. I did see that. <gasps> Season two, isn't it? Season two is the yeah. is the slightly like, oh, one. Yeah, I think so. Got through that. But. They needed season. It's annoying because yeah, it's not the best season, but they needed it. Yeah, to kind of push it through to the good bit again. Yeah, it's the yeah. shipping yard one, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, bit shit. But yeah, yeah. If you can, if if anyone's trying to get through the wire, <laughs> just power through season two, yeah. and you will be rewarded with hamster jam. <laughs> And to some oh. people that will mean everything, and yeah, to some sorry. people that will mean nothing. <laughs> How are they talking about? Oh, brilliant. So, with your guests, you know, you've mm. said that you have, you've had people on. You know, quite a lot of your guests have a business, perhaps that they run, like mm. you know, the vineyard or a type of travel company. Have you, you know, been inspired to, or perhaps you already have? you know, reached out to those people and used any of those services or businesses that they have? Yeah, so on my list, because obviously pre right now, you know, I was working a normal job and I wasn't traveling. So it was a bit of a different vibe. But now I'm going traveling and I quit my job. I am starting to think, what can I do on the road that can prolong or at least help towards this like location independent lifestyle? And there's a few people who I've interviewed that would help me with that. Mm. Episode 97, Jet Set Julia, her name is. She's just released a few things and she's been traveling on the road for four years. 
and kind of making money as she travels. She now does one-to-one sort of like coaching and she'd be quite new, but I would like take up on that service. I'm not really interested in the travel side. I can do that. It's more about the, where do I go to like get work online? How do I pitch? How do I utilize maybe some skills I have or think I don't have? Like what do I need to upskill to maybe like make some money on the road? So she is definitely someone who I would take up on. And also a few of the travel writers have given me advice about the book that I've written that I've not released. <laughs> I've written a book. You've written a book? About, about my travels, yeah. I've not, done, I've not done anything with it. And they've given me like pointers about what to do next. So I'd use that sort of experience and some services about maybe some contacts they have, publishers, etc., or editors to kind of help me along with that. But that's a, it's a goal, but maybe not immediately. Um, that's mm. maybe, maybe next year. Um, this year it's more about how can I sort of figure out online what what I can do. So that's kind of like people like Emma Thompson, Peter Fines. Also, I've interviewed someone who's not released yet called Romana. She's wrote nine books. She's now writing her 10th. Uh, she's got like a, a coaching thing about how to release a book. But mm. starting from like idea to subject to writing it, to editing it, to pitching it, to all, all the steps. There are a few of the people that I would get in contact with to help me out. Okay, I'm going to open this question up to all of your guests. So, you know, it can include friends. Yeah. Any absolute car crashes? <laughs> <laughs> Even if the entire episode isn't a car crash, you know, any bits of it that you were like, oh, God. <laughs> I've actually got a second episode with my friend, so Michael Butlin, who I travelled with for six months. And we've done the first three months on an episode, really early doors, that one. That must be before Connor, I think. So, like, early doors, friend came on, helped me out. The first episode we've done, brilliant. Again, some stories on there that I couldn't release because we're travelling and, you know, hedonistic travels and all that, travelling as mates. That went fine. So we said, oh, let's do a part two, which would have covered... New Zealand, Fiji, and Australia. Now, I was a bit ill. He clearly wasn't up for it. <laughs> I could tell just by looking at him. I recorded it. And you know that section of people who just need a company like pushed along, just like real short answers, like, oh, okay, like stops early and you think, you've got to think of a question really quickly. For some reason, he was like that in, in the interview. I haven't told him this. And I was like, Do you know what? I'm not putting that out. Nah, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not good enough. So, wow, it was yeah. uh, it was so bad it didn't even nah. It was there's been two actually. Yeah, there's been two episodes I've not released. Yeah, that's one of them. And in terms of a funny car crash, my episode with Tom Osborne, I think it's episode seven, he's a mate. We were laughing that much that I couldn't breathe. You know that laughter <laughs> when you lose control. And yeah. we had to stop the episode about three or four times because I just couldn't keep handle on it. Because there is a funny sort of, <laughs> I don't want to butcher the joke. I think I might have shared it with you before, but. I'd, you have, and I've got it like, you know, when you sort of got this joke in the back of your mind or the tip of your tongue, like, I think I remember the joke. So the joke was, well, it wasn't a joke. It was an unintentional joke. And that's why I lost it. So he was talking about going to France, going to a place called Trois, which is spelled T-R-O-Y-E-S. I being a non-French French speaker thought it's called Troyes. <laughs> um, but he said it's called Troyes. People might know it as Troyes, but it's called Troyes. 
thought nothing of it. That's fine. A few minutes later, he's telling the story about, I think he was in Leon or something. And he got, they got into like, it's actually a bit of a boring story. They got into like sort of rush hour traffic and they were, they were delayed for some reason. But in that story, he's like, you know, so we're sitting there, we're delayed and we weren't going to make this tour. And I thought, phew. And straight away, I said, ah, oh, is that the sister city to Troyes? And that just, <laughs> I don't know why I said it. Instantly just said that. And that just kicked us off. And I, I couldn't stop laughing at my own joke. <laughs> he said, oh, Troyes and Foix. Yeah. And that just, was it. You were that gone. That was it. I was gone. Yeah. Had to stop recording. And I was just laughing for minutes. I was crying just because I came out with that line and the way he reacted to it was just too funny. Yeah, he, he's very good at speaking as well. He's a bit of an actor. He's just done a bit of acting in his time, so he can say words pretty funny. And he just made me laugh in that episode a few times. Um, I think he said something like, we're trying to pronounce a French word. And we're like, oh, he's like a bit of franglais for people. I'm like, franglais? <laughs> what is that? Um, but yeah, just certain words. And that joke about toi and foi, that was a, that was a car crash moment because I had to stop the episode. And in my early editing days, it's a bit stressful. Okay. Do you have a favourite Friends episode? I feel like I can, you know, ask you a little bit more, a little bit meaner questions when it comes to your friends. Yeah, you can ask whatever you want. Yeah, I obviously I love all my friends a bit, including yourself. And if Come you along. don't say me, I will be mortally offended. <laughs> I think you had the most ridiculous stories about really? just certain things you got up to in South America, like, what is this? About the horse and about, oh, <clears throat> uh, there's like Aaron speaking Spanish and you were speaking a different language or wh- whatever those stories were, just hilarious. But i tell you someone who I thought also who was underrated in the way they spoke was my friend, Lewis Huxtable. He's the one who lives in China. Just the way he speaks, just, made me laugh like some of the stories just telling us about women in south america and some of the things we got up to just the way he told the story and uh, an example would be like i said to him yeah you spent five years in china what were some of the highlights of china that you saw like he said yeah i saw a lot and he speaks mandarin as well he liked mandarin and he listed all the things i was like well what about the great wall of china he's like oh yeah i've seen that he goes mate it's cool it's a wall I'm like, okay. And I just finished that sentence really early on. It's like, okay, it's cool as a wall. We'll move on. So that just the way he spoke was quite funny as well. Yeah, you two were my favourite episodes, I think. And that you two are probably the ones that I recommend the most. The most ridiculous comment from my friends, actually, off the top of my head, is my mate Bambi, who was my first guest before you. He came back on with, I say it's his mate. I do know him. He's called Goddess. Uh and they were talking about their time in Southeast Asia. And he made some ridiculous comment about the purpose of travel is, you know, has the place that they're going to, like a bar, has it got imported European lager, spag bowl, and showing Premier League football. That's that's the purpose of travel. So the most ridiculous comment, but made me laugh. That's one I've shared the most as well. <laughs> that kind of really goes quite against the, the whole <laughs> Your entire podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of friends episodes that are worth getting stuck in. Yeah. yeah. Check out people listening right now. Check out Rachel's uh, first guest episode. That was a very funny one with some of the stories with her and her partner, Aaron in South and Central America. They were pretty funny. 
and I think episode 13 is Lewis Huxtable. That's worth a, that's a long one, but it's worth a go. That's a pretty fun one. You've got such a good memory for these things, but was the first episode that I did, was that where I was trying to talk to you about the um, Icelandic ponies? Yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to make a very serious point. Because <laughs> we start, I started asking, like, you said they can't leave. I'm like, well, what happens <laughs> if they've got passports? <laughs> like, well... Yeah, yeah, I was trying to even make a very serious point about biodiversity. That's it, yeah. You know, you hijacked it and made it in holiday. It's the other story with you in South America saying hello, granddad, to a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Hola, abuelo, or whatever it was. Hola, abuelo. Hola, abuelo. Yeah, and Aaron's like, what the hell are you doing? It's like locals like asking why are you speaking to a horse saying hello, granddad, or something like that. That was a hilarious story. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've got any more really same about my friends really they, they've been helpful coming on plug the gap um, but also been some good content in there some laughs um weirdly robbo who came on who's a quite a recent guest i think late last year his podcast stats are like in the top six i think there's like friends episodes that have been downloaded the most is the first two so you and bambi i think he is third you know wow um oh yeah robbo's a great guy i'm gonna be honest here didn't think anything special of it. I thought it was just a generic sort of backpacker vibe. Southeast Asia, heard it all before. Just like like to get him on and get tell a story. I didn't think there's anything unique with that. But somehow he's got a worldwide arm and it's kind of reached all around the globe. Yeah, he's yeah. up the stats there. That either speaks to the popularity of Rob Robo, or the popularity yeah. of Southeast Asia. Which I've covered a lot. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I've exhausted Southeast Asia a lot. I tell you what, if someone said to me, "Look, ah," uh, and I'm I'm normally a yes guy when it comes to people talking about their travels, but let's say someone said, "Can I come on and talk about my three months in Southeast Asia that I've done in 2010?" I'd be like, "Mate, I've covered it." I'm sure your story is different in terms of you because you're a different person. But if I'm getting reached out to a little bit more now, I think I'm going to be a bit more selective about what can I offer to the audience that's a bit different, and that is a serious mm. like. Yeah, I'm not joking around there that, you know, if someone wants to come on and talk about, I don't know, hitchhiking in Borneo, yeah, you're, you're coming on. Um, and there's no doubt about that. But sort of like the generic backpacker route in Southeast Asia. Yeah, I've covered that a lot. I think it's time to try and branch out to different regions around the world, if possible. But I think we've done well here. It's been fun. Yeah, I've got no more questions. Um, I think, yeah, how how has it been? to be the the guest on your own podcast uh, on my own podcast yeah it's been very very good fun actually i've enjoyed it yeah i've got a little bit of experience being guesting other people's podcasts but this has been obviously much i won't say f- more fun but like your friend says so like a different vibe in it so we can yeah. have a chat a bit more candidly and tell a few stories so i've enjoyed it yeah hopefully people will get something out of it for the 100th episode a bit of a celebration yeah. and you know just uh we should say thank you to all of your guests friends and non-friends <laughs> yes um, we've come yeah. on over over the last 12 to 18 months is that about right yeah it was approaching two years an absolute thanks to all my guests coming on they've all contributed in their own way and they've all become contacts and acquaintances and hopefully friends in the future and they've all pretty much said if you're in this place or on the road, let me know and we'll, we'll catch up. So 
that's been a nice part of the sort of podcasting community that I've learned in terms of guesting and especially travel community that kind of, I would expect that from a travel community because you meet people traveling, right? I'd be very surprised if someone said, don't, don't contact me. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm scarred. Don't bother doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that'd be, that, yeah. Thanks everyone for coming on. It's been a great ride for two years and there's more to come. Yeah. You know, very close now to, to the time that you're jetting off. So good luck with the final, the final stint, the final, you. you know, packing and yeah. getting everything ready. Yeah. We'll see you in New Zealand or maybe we'll, maybe we'll join you somewhere on the way. How exciting. Yep. That sounds great. Thank you, Rachel, for guest hosting this podcast episode. Appreciate it. It's been super fun. I've enjoyed it. You've done well. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. All good. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store, with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling podcast and other stuff thank you thank you for listening to my winging it travel podcast episode today you can find me on instagram at james hammond travel or winging it travel podcast you can search for both i release weekly clips of this podcast episode as well as photos from the last eight to ten years of my travels you can also follow me on tiktok facebook and pinterest by searching winging it travel podcast I do release daily content to do with travel and the podcast throughout the week. Also check out my website, jameshammond.org. There's content about myself, my travels, and there's also a newsletter sign up as well as a contact form. Finally, please rate and review the podcast on Podchaser. This is my platform of choice. Alternatively, you can rate this on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. This really helps the podcast gain a bit of traction for the future in terms of guests and content and i'm glad to see that you guys are listening out there reviewing it and enjoying the content so far stay safe stay humble keep listening keep traveling and i'll catch you soon cheers james